Corporate Unplugged opens the door to a world of people transforming business. They share their dreams, their experiences, and what they would never give up. Hey everybody, this is Vesna Luca and you are listening to the Corporate Unplugged podcast for people shaping the future of business. And on the show today, Sheikh Abdulaziz bin Ali Al-Nuayimi, internationally well-known as the Green Sheikh. And today we'll discuss the keys to transform a nation from polluter to protector. And as a member of one of the ruling royal families in the oil-rich United Arab Emirates, your work as uh, an environmental campaigner seems an unlikely vocation. And I know that you abandoned a career in the petroleum industry to pursue a vocation defending the environment and defending future generations. And after your doctorate in clean production and industrial ecosystem, you joined uh, the government as an environmental uh, advisor. Uh, and given this backdrop, uh, I'm really curious uh, as to who are you and what is your passion? Well, thank you, Vesna uh, Loka, for this an opportunity to, to share with you uh, my experience, my thought, my philosophy, and the dream. Who am I? I'm Abdul Aziz, a human being who loves the planet, who loves people, and who loves nature. Person, very compassionate with people, compassion with wildlife, compassion with everything for good. I'm trying to use my all power of good deeds to prevent and to protect as well as removing any harms to people, whatever their nation, whatever their background, doesn't matter. We're all sharing this planet, one ceiling and one floor. My passion, that's what you're asking. My passion is very strange passion. It's the based on my values, based on much more than just hobby. It's an earth. My passion is stewardship on earth. When I say earth, it has a three division, E at the beginning and H at the end. In the middle is art. So the three parts conclude or include the art, the E, the environment, and the H, the human being together. So I'm passionate with the environment, passionate with the human being, and passionate is art of being, not just art of living, art of being who we are. The passion is, for me, is not just to uh, protect the planet, to save soil, not soil, soil, because we are missing many souls every day. The soil, we can rehabilitate, we can use technology, we can use many ideas to protect the planet in a different capacity. But the soil, if it goes, cannot come back. So I'm passionate about soul saving or saving soul through magnificent impact on people's life. So if I fix the people, I cannot fix them. They will fix themselves. If I fix myself, the surrounding will fix it's all about behavior change. So I'm a catalyst. My passion is to transform those people, ordinary people, to go into extraordinary level through altruism. Altruism means I take my time without pay. I do, I invest my knowledge, my energy, my money, my connections, my time to do good without waiting for return. 
This is the altruism. The other thing is inspiration for young generation. So they can, in a few years, take our position to lead, to lead the environment, the community, the business, but in terms of good, authentic leaders. And then also one of the passion is hunting. I love hunting, but not hunting animals. Hunting who hunt hunters for good. So those leaders who could be one person from the society, they can take people one step or even further. And the last, for the passion, putting the last first, who are less fortunate family, widows, single mother, mothers, people who really in need. We help them, empower them, and put them on the front with us to be regular and to be have their dignity and freedom for life. Wow, that's that's really a beautiful, multifaceted passion. But I would love to hear from you, like what what if any, you don't have typical days, I guess, but you know, what does a day in your life look like where you can encompass all of these very important passions of yours? I don't have a routine, but there are some like every day is a new day for me. Every day is a new exploration for me. I do exercise, not regular in the morning. Sometimes I exercise in the evening, sometimes in the afternoon, sometimes in the late afternoon, sometimes in the early morning. So I don't have a routine. I try to break all routines. Anytime I can do exercise, anytime I can read, anytime I can meet meetings. So the, now we don't have like stationary, something everywhere we can move. We have a phone, we have a communication, we can talk, we can deliver, we can inspire through our mobility. So my lifestyle is very simple. I connect with my family, having the time with them. Then I connect with the friends. Then I connect with people who are interested in some business or some other things to do. So it's very dynamic, very dynamic. Fantastic. And what would you say are your transformational points in your life that have really influenced you the most so far? Every one of us have two important days or times of their life. I just want to give you an example. Two days are important for me. When I born is important. And when I discover why I born, and I born in 1966, when I discover why I born in 1994 to transform from polluter to protector. And that's when I went to an oil and gas company and explored my experience, discovered the operation, because I'm a background as a chemical engineer, as well petroleum engineer. So that's give me a directions to understand what the, the industry look like. Then I found there are many ways I can improve, not just myself, improve the environment, through the, the, the pollution, because the pollution was, for me, the directions to see how we can prevent. And preventing is an early stage, and protection is the final stage. So we have to say preventing from the uh, beginning of the pipe, and protection is from the end of the pipe. So as I said, I have to be a preventer rather than a polluter. I think this is one of the my... Uh, really, uh, I can say, uh, tricking or uh, this is not a transformational point, but it's a, a tricking, a trigger for me to shift where exactly the future. It was beginning of 1990 and to see how the future needs more people concerned about their planet, 
and their people as well as a prophet. And let's imagine 10 years from now, how would you like the future to look like? Is there a way for you to describe it? And you know, how does it look like? How does it feel? Who is there? What's happening? Personally or in general? I guess it could be both, if possible. <laughs> if I say uh, 10 years from now, I want to see, personally, uh, I want to see Green Sheikh avatar in the digital world. So I'm going to transform myself into the net, physically, but in the term of intelligent or artificial intelligence. Uh, I have a values and I have a vision and I have a dream. And that can be a capacity for people to learn, to achieve at least one million leaders, young leaders who can learn from me and can learn from others. So to do the call intellectual cloning through the avatar uh, Green Sheikh. And in terms of the more kind of, as you say, general, what would you like to see, 20? The general is one of them is mobility because we're going to be short distance between Italy, the UAE, could be 10 minutes, could be five minutes. I don't know, but there will be short distance of geographically. So I can move to Italy so fast and can reach. And not about that, digitally plus physically. So this is one of the area that we can see of mobility, transport of airplanes, might be uh, hyperloops between country and country. That's, I have a faith on that. So the world will be one country, one village, global village. That's the second. And the third, I can see that 10 years from now, uh, 2032, more sustainability in every aspect of life and living. More companies, more uh, corporate, more uh, individuals, groups, community will go into a higher level of sustainability rather than just our name of sustainability. So what kind of long-term solutions in business do you believe in? I think the business needs three things or four things. The vision, vision on sustainability to see the full picture, the roadmap. So the vision should be clear and committed with the mission. The mission should be combined with action. So the vision, clear vision for sustainability in terms of any corporate, any field, uh, any areas. The other thing is committing an action of mission. And the third is social justice on people. When I say social justice about employees, their fairness, their rights, their uh, contribution, their partnership of the corporate or a business or a family, their members, as well as the client. So when we have a social justice between the people who are inside the corporate and outside the corporate could be partners, stakeholders, client, uh, guests, they are so important to be fair. I think the third. And the fourth is governors which is include the transparency. The more corporate, the more business are transport, uh, transparency with themselves, with the client and the products. I think these are four important items. So you are an, an environmental advisor to your government. So do you feel that most of them are truly listening and doing 
100% what they can and ha- are committed to the same agenda that, that you have? Unfortunately, no. Might be 10 to 15%. People always look to the profit, always look to the benefits. They put, not in here, many places, they put the agenda of the environment might be the least or the third or the last, unfortunately. But, but does being one member of the ruling royal family of UAE mean that you have, of course, you have the power to change things around you, but where is your power biggest, you feel? The grassroots, young generation. One day there'll be ministers, there'll be CEOs, there'll be leaders. So I am seeding the values of sustainability now, not just now, from 35 years till now. Now, when people are go into position and to hierarchy level, they remember that time. So I am going from bottom top, not top bottom. So I changed the paradigm. <laughs> but and and all of us are all you know we're thinking that it's it, we are in a, all in a hurry you know given the climate crisis we have and all of that. So, but you still think that's the fastest, more clever, most clever kind of strategy to go from bottom up? It uh, takes time. We're not hurry. It takes time. But again, there are also a pressure group from the, the, uh, the international uh, pressure, uh, international uh, policies, uh, pol- uh, policies, organizations. So there are also coming up from the top, from different uh, agencies. But again, go slowly but to that direction, you will reach to the destination. Do you cooperate a lot with various leaders in the corporate world or specific companies and so on? Or who are your like cooperation partners? Some companies, they need a lot of advices. They don't share and they don't listen to others. They will not understand. Most of the multi-international or multicultural companies Sometimes they come to overseas or abroad and they failed because they don't understand the culture. When I say the sustainability also combined with culture and ethics, combined with tradition. So in every country, they have their own tradition, they have own norm and culture. So we have to combine them together to understand better. This is the most challenging. Plus the platform and the conferences, share, we talk, we inspire, we understand, we learn. So I think there are many platforms, digital platform, physical platforms. I think this is the, the voice I am sharing with others in the world. Is there any particular example of um, activity or action that you are involved in now that you would like to you know, highlight so that others can be inspired and learn from it? One of them is, uh, I call it climate angel. It's not yet, it's for 20, uh, the COP28 for next year. Next year uh, will be, uh, this year will be in Egypt. Uh, next year, 2023, will be in the UAE, COP28. I think I'm preparing young people to participate, to give their opinion about climate change and also the other challenges in the world. So this is might be a platform bringing young people, young leaders, and I call it climate angels. So this will going to support the government, support the, the other parties who are involved in climate change. Beautiful, you call it climate uh, angels. Angels, uh, yeah, it's, it's in heaven. <laughs> yeah, it really gives the right vibe and the right message. <laughs> Beautiful. But if you could give one piece of advice to leaders now, what would that be? 
There are many advices, but when I want to advise one of the strongest, don't use force, use power. You can power people, but the power people will last forever. When you force people, you will force them, but for short, for temporary. So leading by power and not by force will be so powerful. The other advice, lead by being an example. Show them, don't tell them. Show them your behavior, show them who you are, show them how you are genuine, honest, integrity is very powerful. And this is what we need in the world. There are many leaders, but there are few leaders who are authentic and have this, you know, integrity uh, principles. And you come across as a very a genuine, authentic person. In your environment where you operate daily, do you sometimes feel alone? Yes, alone, but again, there are a creator, God, who created me, created you, created the planet. So I'm asking him for help. And I found the help. So I'm not alone anymore. Let's imagine 15 years ago or 20 years ago or something like that. What advice would you have given yourself back then? 15 years ago. Now I'm 56, so that will be 41. <laughs> I might be investing more in my strength and my talent so I can uh, into my life. So I discovered, uh, not an early state, but I discovered might be 45, my strength and my talent. So if it was the earlier, the better, so I can master them. And also I can teach young generation how they can discover their talent and their strength. And, and what is the key, do you think, for people, even young ones, to discover their talents and strengths? How do they go about it? There are two ways. One of them, to see their peers. And the peers, they can see, what do you have? So might be ask five people or three people, friends of you, and ask them what the best I can do or what is things that I'm good at. So you might get from your family or your friends. That's one. And the other is there are questionnaire that's assessment called strengthen finder assessment. You can go online and takes you about half an hour to ask you a lot of questions about your behavior, your thinking, your emotional, your intellectual, your spiritual, and then it will give you the best five of talents of your <laughs> so what did your family or, or close friends tell you when you potentially asked them back then? If I put something in my mind, I'll do it till the end. Let's call it maximizer. So I like if I engage with a person, I want to give it, I give it to the top. And I never give it little, to the maximum. That's one. The second is I love learning through books, through people's mind, through engagement, through any experience, is a learning process. So these two are important. And the third, I love to initiate. I love to start before others. I like to be a pioneer in something. So when I start an environment in the early 90s, people said, you are from ruling family. Why you are focusing on environment? This is for people who are cleaning up the streets, doing things, you know, clean up. It's not your business. I said, no, this is the future. You know, 1992, the, the World Summit or the Earth Summit started. Uh, we start our uh, society in 1991 to establish environment-friendly society, early stages. And still people, they don't know why I am passionate with the environment. 
And what about your closest friends and family and so on? Is is do you feel like everybody's supporting you on your mission, so to say? Yes, my family number one. They supporting me. My wife, my children, uh, my friends. They're really inspired. They always, uh, you know, give me some time tips, advice. Uh, they encourage me. So I, I feel really supported with the family and friends. So where where do you find where do you see most like hope and where do you feel we have biggest challenges right now? You know, the hope is to be inside you. Uh, we don't want need the light coming up from some outside. You have to initiate the flame, the the candle, the light from inside you, and you have to bring that hope to people's life. There are many challenges. I think there are two challenges. I can see one of the challenges is, you know, corruption. Corruption, financially, politically, economically, socially, and environmentally. We all face. It's a global problem. It's not only issue in one country. Might be in every country have a different level of corruption. I think the corruption the most when we are polluting the rivers, polluting the land and polluting the sea and polluting the, the air. This is without taking actions. So the corruption is a big word. And that's how we can combat corruption is to have to educate our children about how we can take care of ourselves, how we can leave something behind better than before. And this is not belong to me. It's not belong to you. It is even not belong to a generation. This is what should be clean and pure. So this is one of the challenges is corruption. And how do we raise uh, the general, you know, awareness and consciousness of people? Because somehow, if you understand that you are one of a bigger whole, so to say, you cannot hurt yourself, so to say, right? Um, so how do we get that kind of raised awareness of, of that everything is interlinked? Education. Education should be rooted to the morality and ethics. If I see the teacher is lying and doing different what he said, I cannot trust him. I need a leaders, even in my classroom, a role models. So now do we have good teachers, talented teacher? Because now we will go in 20 years. Who will come back? Who will come take our position? The kids, the children. So I think education should be changed the system to be better. And that's not enough. We need a talented teacher who are honest, who have integrity, who can really have a responsibility. This is where it starts from. Yeah, that's really uh, fantastically beautifully important. And uh, actually, uh, a very good friend of mine, her name is Raya Bichakri, is um, uh, based in Dubai, and she's kicked off some years ago a school of humanity, which is literally based on on that vision. Uh, it's, it's really doing uh, a fantastic work to start very early on with students to teach them. What do you uh, think is the most, most important thing for companies to focus on right now? And I'm asking about companies because they are the current system in place right now and it is you know pretty effective systems and it's it's a container for a huge amount of people so what do you think is the most important thing for them to focus on on people on their people because they are the builders of their company the more they trust them the more they are partnership with them the more are they really they in you know, an ownership 
the people if you are successful the people are successful you are the ceo bring the best people to work with you give them that's the people number one number two is the planet put the planet on the and the agenda clear your commitment your responsibility whenever you have a product or service or anything else that you're going to sell or to buy or to share the planet should be compatible with it and the third profit not just only normal profit social profit who other parties can benefit some other might be indigenous people or community civil community or there are some other people who are less fortunate i need to develop them or minorities i need to support them to put them on the front so i take care of them as well they will take care of me if they have something might be a talent they can buy from them a product or a skills or something that they can benefit them and can benefit the company it's all about we all win together yeah exactly to create this win 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 yeah and how do you interpret things that are going on in the world and that's really a lot in terms of you know we have the war we have the pandemic uh, in different stages in in the world and so on and it's very easy for people and i understand that you know to say my god the the world is very complex the problems we have are very complex what can i do about it i can't do anything i'm just happy to see that the others are whoever are able and capable they can do something right so there there is a lot of reasons for passivity and maybe for some people also apathy so i can understand that but how can we get people to kind of raise beyond that because everybody can do something i think i think one of the thing that bring people together is harmony harmony let's take the the religion away bring people together take the race away take the the culture away bring as a human being how we can engage we all feel we all can hear we can all have same senses let's share them we need to talk we need to understand we need to use the compassion we need to be kind respect of each other i think this is the most important we need a human touch not much of high tech high tech we have it it's okay but human touch is so powerful when you touch your kid give him a hug a kiss your wife your mom somebody you hold them the touch itself so powerful so we need that compassion we need harmony bringing people together let's talk let's to work together let's do even small kind of action even small make a difference so this is what we need right so my final question to you is this one what do you think the world needs most at this time compassion respect if you see a person like me arabs don't think about just money oil arabs muslims that's perception the media is already positioning those filters to people take them out don't believe in media believe in yourself and believe in people when i invite people around the world come to me they say wow when you came to expo dubai 2020 we saw three things so important this country is so safe this country is so so friendly and they have very rich culture we really learned we haven't thought about it so again we people need 
to engage, to respect each other, to have that harmony, love one another, and the most is be kind. This is what we need. Beautiful. You you hit the targets in terms of kindness. That's my main belief is that our highest form of intelligence is kindness. True. I believe so. This is so powerful. This is what all prophets, Prophet Jesus, Muhammad, Moses, all the prophets and great people are triggering the kindness and compassion. So, uh, I mean, we can edit this later on also, but I just wanted to ask if there is any question that I didn't ask that you want me to ask, then tell me now. How important the answers of those questions to you and your audience? How important they are, the ones that you gave? Yes. I think they're very important because I feel deeply also myself, deep, deep down, that, that what your messages and your answers that came through are both profound and very, very true. They feel universally true, universally true. Yeah, because I'm talking from my mind and from my heart and from my experience, very authentically, very naturally, and that's what I believe. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the unique and beautiful thing, I think. It's that when we connect our mind, our heart, and our hands, our hands in terms of action, what we do. And when those three things are aligned, we can all do magic and, and influence a lot of things in a good, positive way. So it's really, uh, be- really beautiful. How was it to be on the podcast? Well, I'm so inspired and excited like uh, I want to ask a question, what first comes to you when you want to interview me? What comes first to you when you're going to interview me? What, what was this, uh, Vesna? Do you know? Do you have it? Do you want to share with us? <laughs> I think the, mo- the, mo- the first thing was really the pure curiosity about really who are you? You know, behind the role, behind the life you live, like who are you? Because I think that's the most difficult and also most important question to ask a person. And did you get the answer? Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. Thank you so much. So thank you for being on the show. Thanks for sharing. And to find out more, you will find links and show notes on corporateunplugged.com. Thanks for listening to the show. To make it easy for you to find and listen to this show again, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and please share this episode with one person you know would benefit from hearing it. Please rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed it. I'm Vesna Luca and you have been listening to Corporate Unplugged. Until next time, live with purpose and remember to unplug. Ciao.